the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you so much for joining us today on Take 10. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zerniel, on special assignment today. Dr. Jamie Heisman is here. Dr. Heisman is Chief Compassion Officer for Project Omega for the WellMed Medical Management Group. He is a social entrepreneurship advocate and has innovated uh, all kinds of programs that assist people with social entrepreneurship and advocacy. He's the Chief Compassion Officer for WellMed Medical Management, and he is a clinical psychologist, as a, a licensed clinical social worker, and a nationally known expert on addictions and caregiving. Tina Smith is with us today, filling in for Carol Zerniel. And Tina, as you have heard before, she's been here before, is Director of Caregiver Program Operations for the WellMed Charitable Foundation. She has a master's degree in social gerontology from the University of Central Missouri and a Bachelor of Science in Psychology from the University of Missouri in Columbia. Take 10 brings you a look every week at a variety of mental health issues and challenges that caregivers and others face. And we're gonna take up one today, uh, Dr. Jamie, that I came across uh, a, a term called cognitive reserve, the way the brain can have a storehouse of ways to help you when you begin to suffer uh, cognitive loss. And I have no idea what that means. You know, Ron, the brain is everything today. Just so you know, and the and listeners know, psychology went through a fabulous sort of, you know, renaissance in the 1980s from Freud and Jung and became very cognitive driven, very brain focused, very neurologically driven. Finding that as we looked at trauma and as we looked at things that were more biological, like fight, flight and fear, that the brain has taken on a significance that we didn't know in psychology. So if you went to a therapist, started telling them your life story, what happened when you were a kid, that all works fine in a long-term way. But we came to find out that the brain is responsible for so much more in terms of resilience, in terms of fight, flight, fear, in terms of the way we can actually weather life in a more compatible way. So the concept literally also in the 80s of cognitive reserve that you mentioned also popped up. And at that point, research with the brain, biological kind of default, fight, flight, fear response. We also started looking at scans and MRIs and research that showed that people who had a greater cognitive reserve is what you're saying, which is literally, we say kind of a better process to able to keep symptoms of degenerative brain disease away from us could really look at life with more resilience, could actually stall off things like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, dementia. Um, and it came from a whole lot of factors that we didn't realize. And I'll be happy to get into them with this 10-minute time, but it's also a, a CEU, CME workshop as well. <laughs> well, I, I would like to know because, uh, you know, I'd like a bottle of that so I can ward off dementia. You can. And I think it's never too late to start. 
So cognitive reserve is based upon sometimes curiosity of people, people who literally kind of read a lot, looked into things a lot, or were able enough to keep their brains functioning in a, in a way that instead of being stressed and anxious in a, I call a, a state of entropy, I, I know entropy is where there's no energy going in, no energy going out. Cognitive reserve is basically developing curiosity and education that helped our brain, you know, stay alive, stay engaged. And so we can start now, Ron, you and I, we can certainly do that. But if you had done this also years and years ago, you probably are able to stave off a lot of the symptoms that even if your brain, God love us all, that postmortem and some sort of autopsy showed signs of dementia or signs of Alzheimer's, the symptoms could be staved off basically by that curiosity, that education, that concentration on engagement of the brain. Makes sense to you, Tina? It does. It does. You know, we, we you know, talking to, um, you know, my contacts over at the Alzheimer's Association, you know, it's, it's pretty basic on, you know, being able to do that yet, like Dr. Jamie said, with the, the education piece and the, the curiosity, the constant learning. I've heard that for a while. I've also heard, though, that it needs to really push you, you know, doing some of these these activities, learning. It needs to be something more than just something very basic for you. You need to really be kind of pushing pushing yourself to kind of outside your comfort level in a, in a sense. Is that is do you find that to be true? Dr. Yeah, Jamie? I think that's, that's a great, great segue. I think uh, that reminds us all that, that experiential learning usually stays with our brain and our bodies much more than um, didactic learning, meaning education. So if you listen to a workshop or, or read a how-to book, it was not as effective in terms of developing cognitive reserve as what Tina's talking about, which is more of a experiential. You know, we always say on this show, or I guess I do, you probably get tired of hearing it, that the longest trip you ever take in your life is from your head to your heart. And that just means experiential interventions that you feel that your body reacts to. And believe me, we're talking about a neurosystem, right? Or cognitive system is much more um, able to kind of connect and develop resilience and develop a better path in life than if we learn it where it goes in one ear and out the other. Stay with us. I just want to let folks know who may have just joined us. You're listening to Take 10. We come to you every week with a mental health related topic. Our co-hosts today, Dr. Jamie Heisman and Tina Smith. I'm Ron Aaron. And Jamie, when you talk about uh, the kind of resilience that may ward off cognitive decline, uh, I keep hearing about medication that may do uh, some of the same. Uh, can that be as helpful or is it something we do internally that would be more effective? That's a great question. You know, when we develop our charity, at least the Givens Foundation, I'm sure the well-med caregiver SOS is, is the same. We look at, care, at aging, if you will, or even Alzheimer's or dementia, and the ability to develop even resilience is a three-legged stool, Ron. So it's biological, psychological, and social. The biological, pharmacological side, the drug and al- drug side, I call it drug and alcohol because it's the way the brain's fed when I ran treatment centers, um, is is able to be addressed through, you know, Aricept or Namanda, the things you're describing, medication. But does that really develop cognitive reserve? I would say no. I'd say that you have to look at all three legs of the stool, that the psychological, the social, the social engagement is also a great cognitive reserve. You know, I call it co-regulation. Um, all three of those have to be looked at. That medication will not be a panacea. So uh, it's a little different. Like the mind is a bit different than treating the medical symptoms of the body. 
And, and the, you mentioned one and the same. Yeah, they're one and the same. I don't want ever your listeners to hear that the mind and body are separated. That's my challenge with everybody professional. You mentioned socialization. And Tina, you see a lot of that in the senior centers, people socializing. Uh, mm-hmm. How effective is that uh, for building cognitive reserve? Well, I would think that it would be, it's a big part of it. I definitely think because, I mean, I think especially this pandemic has showed us the, has shown us the the damage that isolation can have on all ages of, of people. And so uh, being able to interact uh, with people face-to-face and, you know, have those conversations, have that interaction would be, I would think would be a big part of, of building that cognitive reserve. Is it the human right. nature, Dr. Jamie, that requires that socialization? It does, Ron. It does, Tina. You know, we were hunters and gatherers as, as a species, right, as a human race. It wasn't uh, survival of the fittest, as, as that elusive theory goes. It was the fact that we could co-regulate, meaning we could connect with each other autonomically. We could develop answers and feel safe in each other's presence. So what Tina's talking about um, in terms of is co-regulation, and that's what the beautiful part about our senior centers is, is that when you do isolate, as we all know, it's like 15 cigarettes a day. I think the medical world sees it. And not co-regulate with a group like a caregiver SOS, you have a much more difficult time building any cognitive reserve. So it is our nervous systems that come together. It is a curiosity. It's feeling safe, therapeutically almost safe with each other to come and be able to develop those reserves through socialization or co-regulation. And with the COVID isolation, we've got about 30 seconds left. Uh, did FaceTime and Zoom substitute for face-to-face? I call it the kissing your sister solution, Ron, right? I mean, no, it did not. It did not. The autonomic nervous system needed absolutely energy, nervous system, and breath, eyes to see the, like me as a therapist, I had to see the full body. So I see the eyes, the feet, the nose, these are all the ways we communicate. So it was a halfway kind of measure. I don't want us to get used to it. There's nothing like being face to face. Thank you, Dr. Jamie, Tina Smith. I'm Ron Aaron. Thanks for joining us on Take 10. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.